Welcome to Northwest by Night, Tales of the West Coast. In 1936, a strange ad appeared in The Western Producer, a weekly farming magazine published out of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. It read, BC Widow with Nursery and Orchard Wishes Partner, Widower Preferred, Object Matrimony. It may seem like an unorthodox way to find a husband, but for Ada Annie Jordan, it was an efficient method to secure a partner to help her manage her remote homestead, and it seemed to work for her. Three times, in fact. I'm Kim Bannerman, and today on Northwest by Night, we're visiting the adventurous life of Cougar Annie. On June 19, 1888, Ada Annie Jordan was born to English military parents in Colfax, California, not far from Sacramento. Her family moved to South Africa during the Boer War, but afterwards they returned to North America and settled on a farm north of Edmonton. By the time she was 19, Annie was living in Winnipeg, working for Eaton's department store, and dreaming of a more adventurous life. When her father and mother moved to Vancouver in 1907 to open an animal hospital, Annie came too. She soon met a Scottish gentleman by the name of William Ray Arthur, who had brought his small dog to the hospital. It had been struck by a car. Ray Arthur was the charming son of a Lord Provost in Glasgow, Scotland, and he swept Annie off her feet and proposed. But Ray Arthur had a darker side to his personality. He was addicted to opium and gambling. Annie blamed their Chinese servants for introducing Willie to the opium dens, and her husband often pursued his vices in Vancouver's Chinatown. After three years of juggling his addictions and giving birth to three children, Annie had had enough. Ray Arthur's embarrassed family in Scotland had been sending them a monthly stipend to stay away from Europe and out of sight, but they'd had enough of his shameful behavior, and they threatened to cease paying him remittance checks if he didn't get clean. In April 1915, Annie packed up the whole family, including her husband, and moved away from the temptations of the city. They traveled by ship to the west coast of Vancouver Island, to a remote location called Boat Basin, 52 kilometers northwest of Tofino. While the Hasquayat people have lived and thrived on this part of the coast for thousands of years, it isn't a landscape suitable for farming. Father Augustin Brabant, a Roman Catholic missionary, had written about the area years earlier, saying, The coast is rugged and rocky, presenting in its entire extent the appearance of desolation and barrenness. No clear land is to be seen anywhere, and no hopes can be entertained that the west coast of Vancouver Island will ever be available for agricultural settlements. So, against this backdrop of deep forests and rocky shores, far from any town or village, and only connected to the outside world by ship, Annie and Willie began to carve out a small homestead. It was a drastic way to solve Willie's addiction problem, but it seemed to work. Eventually, they built a five-acre garden and a successful mail-order nursery business that sold bulbs and plants. Willie wasn't a fan of manual labor, but he raised the kids and took care of the house, while Annie tended to the gardens, cleared pastures for her chickens and goats, and built a sprawling homestead. She also opened a general store and acted as postmistress, relying on the regular visits of the Canadian Pacific steamship line Princess McQuinna every ten days on her rounds from Victoria to Port Hellas. 
In addition, Annie's father had taught her how to shoot when she was eight years old, and at Boat Basin she became a bounty hunter for the Hudson's Bay Company to supplement their income. She was a skilled tracker and trapper, and was reputed to have shot over 80 bears and 62 cougars, as well as survived two cougar attacks. Over the next 21 years, Cougar Annie and Willie had five more children, and raised them to be self-reliant in their isolated homestead. But in 1936, Willie drowned in the bay. Instead of leaving her home, Cougar Annie decided to advertise for a new man to help out with the chores. Several candidates applied. She eventually chose a new husband, George Campbell, whom she married in 1940. But in 1944, he died of an accidental gunshot wound to the leg. Annie advertised again, and once more chose a man, Esau Arnold, to join her in her secluded homestead. But this husband died of pneumonia in 1955. When she attempted to find a new companion, she altered her advertisement to specifically request a widower with young children. But the man who answered her ad, Robert Culver, only stayed for a few months. They tried to make it work, but the farm was too remote for his liking. When Annie married a fourth time in 1961, this marriage proved to be unsuccessful too. Her last husband, George Lawson, beat her and stole from her, and tried to push her off a cliff. But Annie was too wily for him. She grabbed her trusty shotgun and ran him off her land. After that, Cougar Annie lived alone on her remote farm and rarely left. At the age of 95, ailing and mostly blind, she was moved to Port Alberni where she died two years later, on April 28, 1985. She had outlived all of her husbands and six of her 11 children, some of whom are buried on the homestead that she loved. So it wasn't a long podcast today, but I hope you enjoyed the story of Cougar Annie. Thanks for joining us at Northwest by Night, and today we'll be ending with Sean Pickett's song, Uculet. Subscribe, follow, share us on whatever platform you like best, and if you want to know more, visit us at northwestbynight.com. See you next week. <laughs>